Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It is Thursday, April 6, 2023. Let's talk boxing. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. You know, in this day and age where you're looking at computer screens, I have one up right here, uh, where you're at a casino, perhaps, if you're not looking at your online website, you're at a casino and you're looking at some board, the odds can get away from you, right? It would be great if there were someone there to tap you on the shoulder, some older person who could tap you on the shoulder and who could actually say to you, hey, player, you know, they are saying that Vasily Lomachenko has a less than 33% chance of winning this title fight at lightweight, right? Less than 33% chance, less than one in three chance. That's what a greater than plus 200 means. So your next question, if you haven't been holding on to a cocktail, if you're thinking lucidly, knowing how tough Lomachenko is to beat, especially by decision, your next question would be, well, who's he fighting? Prime Alexis Arguello? The version of Sugar Shane Mosley at 135? who was knocking out everyone and who was obviously a Hall of Famer. Is Hands of Stone, Roberto Duran back? Is, is he who Lomachenko's fighting to get these ridiculous odds? And I'm just telling you folks that if the person then said to you that Loma is fighting Devin Haney and you're thinking to yourself, wow, Devin Haney not 15 KOs and 29 professional fights, Devin Haney. Not the Devin Haney who's been forced to go the distance the last six matches. Right, folks, these, these odds are ridiculous. I understand this is a minority voice, a lone wolf out there in the wilderness. And I understand Devin Haney has been on a run. But these odds are simply ridiculous. You understand that while it's happened, and we'll talk about it, beating Lomachenko by decision is an iffy proposition at best. Right? Loma is too stylish. Judges are going to look at his combination of angles and speed um, the way he can embarrass an overmatched opponent, the idea that world-class opponents, some with unbeaten records, Nicholas Walters against Loma, decided to give up because they couldn't hit him. You're telling me that that guy has less than a 33% chance of beating a guy whose last six opponents have gone the distance or... Let me change that because he fought some people twice whose last six fights have gone the distance. That's preposterous. 
Let me add that this fight has an elephant in the room. Right? Devin Haney's right-handed. You understand that. Devin Haney is going to try to tame Loma with the jab. No doubt, Devin Haney has sat down and is looking at that Teofimo Lopez film. Right? is thinking, hey, with the jab, I can tame Loma. Right? But I need for people to understand that Loma is actually ambidextrous. I know he's listed places as being a lefty, right? Understand he can change from lefty to righty when he's healthy. Loma, of all the people in boxing, is really in the top two percentile in terms of the range of angles he can give you. Right, Loma's far away, Loma's up here, he's hitting you with the combination. Suddenly, Loma's over here, he's hitting you with a combination. Right, Loma's motioning to the referee. In other words, when he's not flooding you with shots, when you're not overwhelmed on your back foot, out of necessity, not by design, Loma's a guy who can talk to the ref and say, hey, why are you letting this fight continue? So let me say, if you're going to beat Loma, you need firepower. You need knockout power. You need to be the kind of guy who can end fights, who can flush Loma out of the pocket. Right? I was not kidding when I said Alexis Arguello, closer at 135. Right? Shane Mosley, closer at 135. Roberto Durant, closer at 135. That's the kind of guy who you need to rough up Lomachenko, right? Devin Haney, does he have the front foot or the power to do so? Let me say, I know Devin's in his prime. Loma's in his mid-30s. Right? Devin is a hot name right now. Devin's unbeaten right now. I give Devin credit. He certainly is willing to travel all around the world to fight worthy opponents. I give him a lot of respect. Right? He's a fighter of the moment. We look at Devin Haney and we say that's the way the sport is supposed to be done. Right? If it takes traveling to Australia, I'll travel to Australia because I want to be the best in my division. We get it. Right here online, there are films of Loma sparring with Shakur Stevenson. Right? Hey, both of those guys are slick. Neither of them would be confused with prime Sugar Shane Mosley at 135. Right? You know, and Arguello, against both of them, would say, wow, this guy is slick. Let me take him out. I'm going for the stoppage. Right? You know Duran, whatever was coming back, however fast-handed either guy was, would be on his front foot trying to get inside and underneath both. Right, folks? There's no Arguello. There is no Mosley. There is no Duran in this match against Loma.
right? Devin Haney, hey, he's slick. He's having a Hall of Fame career, right? You and I know there's little possibility, little of Devin Haney getting a stoppage in the first half of the fight. Now let's talk about Loma's two off nights because they've been blown up. He did lose the two fights in my eyes. The first is to Orlando Salido, underrated fighter. Salido beats him on a very aggressive front foot body heavy attack where he's throwing several hard looping shots that are borderline, right? The Loma crowd will argue that several of the shots went low. Okay, I'm not here to dispute that. But understand, Salido is aggressively in Loma's face, going to Loma's body, is prepared to trade shots with Loma, is prepared to take Loma's shots to turn a boxing match into a brawl. Right? He's not on his back foot, folks. He's not trying to look cute. He's not trying to even impress the judges. He's trying to take out Loma's midsection. The other fight is even more intriguing, right? Because we know, just having this conversation, that Devin Haney can't do that. Right? That Salido, I'm going to lower his shoulder. I'm coming forward. You want to hit me? That's fine, as long as I get to hit you. Right? Your body, I'm coming for it. If you back up out of the pocket, I'm going to follow you out of the pocket. That's not Devin Haney. You know that already. So the fight to focus on is Teofimo Lopez's best night as a professional boxer. Now, can we agree? Let's get controversial. Can we agree? that Teofimo Lopez hits harder than Devin Haney. I think he does. Teofimo physically is a bigger man than Lomachenko, right? You understand that these weigh-ins are a bit of an illusion. Some guy who weighs more stops drinking water. He's in a sauna. He's doing things that aren't the most healthy things to do. He's wearing a rubber suit. He's doing whatever he has to do so that in the few seconds he's on the scale, he comes in below the legal limit, right? Didn't you get the feeling that Teofimo Lopez was physically bigger than Loma? Also, Loma's not making any excuses. Okay, fine. But whether he makes excuses or not, we know now that Loma had surgery afterwards for a bad shoulder. I'm here talking about Loma being ambidextrous. He wasn't that guy. He had a bad shoulder. Let's talk about the fight too. Teofimo, unlike Salido, comes in behind a jab. Right, Teofimo is throwing big shots. Understand, Teofimo has a great, and I mean great, left hook. Right now, for some odd reason, maybe it was the injury. Loma is on his back foot against Teofimo Lopez. Doesn't try to tilt Teofimo. 
No, he allows Teofimo to be on his front foot. Maybe Loma thought the pace would be too much for Teofimo. Right? Teofimo lands the jab with regularity, goes to the body, has the constant threat of that front left hook, which Haney doesn't have. And Teofimo banks most of the early rounds. Second half of the fight is more back and forth. But understand, Julie Letterman gave Teofimo 11 of the 12 rounds. Understand the closest any judge came that night to giving Loma the fight was the judge who had Teofimo winning that fight 116 to 112. Now, if you believe that Devin Haney can reproduce that Teofimo masterpiece, then all right, giving Loma a 33% or below 33% chance of winning the fight would be appropriate. I don't, right? Keep in mind, the Teofimo who exists now, since that night, hasn't come close to what he showed that night, right? Teofimo also, because he hits harder than Haney, gives an opponent more to think about. Right? But make no mistake, even against Teofimo, believe it or not, Loma, late in that fight, with one shoulder, starts to come inside. So here we have a situation where I don't believe Haney stops Loma. I understand Loma's on the canvas against Linares. Okay, fair enough. Right? But I don't believe Haney can stop Loma. I know Haney's wanted the fight for a long time. I know Haney thinks he can beat Loma. But I don't think Haney can stop Loma. Right? So what I think is going to happen is an exercise in Loma chasing Devin Haney. The problem with having great legs, and both of these guys do, is... You start to rely on them. You start to think, hey, the kitchen's hot. Let me just step outside the kitchen a little bit, catch my breath before I get back in. What happens if the kitchen's hot? You go to step out of the kitchen, and there's a door, and it's locked. Right, folks? Devin Haney's going to have nowhere to run. Right? Just understand that. As Devin Haney moves backwards, Loma's going to move with him. Also, I give Teofimo Lopez credit on taming Loma with his jab. I don't expect Devin Haney, who's heavily reliant on his jab, to be able to do so. I think Loma's spending his training camp figuring out how to duck under that jab. Loma can fight lower than Devin Haney. Loma is more fluid than Devin Haney. So I'm going to propose two bets here. First, I fully believe this fight makes it into the later rounds. I like the over. Right? The length of the fight is really the primary bet here. I like the over. I'm also going to sprinkle a little bit on the underdog. You mean to tell me I'm getting better than 2 to 1 odds? I got a plus 205 a few days ago. 
You mean to tell me I get a plus 205? In other words, well north of even money. I get a plus 205. I bet a dollar. They give me back $2.05 plus the return of my dollar. On Lomachenko. I think this is a competitive fight. I think Loma has some of the best lung capacity in the sport today, and he's in his mid-30s. I think that Devin Haney is a bit too structured. He's not free-flowing. And I think if a vet like Loma knows he's not going to be running into some Alexis Arguello punch or some Sugar Shane Mosley punch, if, if he knows he's going to be dealing with a guy who, again, was unable to get a stoppage in his last six fights, is in his prime, but yet 14 fights have gone the distance. If he's in against a guy who he knows doesn't hit that hard, and this becomes a contest of styles and angles and feints. How could anyone bet against Lomachenko in those circumstances? Right? So, my primary bet is that this goes rounds. Because I'm getting better than two to one on Lomachenko, I would not make the bet if it were even money, folks. Because I'm getting better than two to one on Lomachenko, that's the side of the play I'm going to be on. I'm expecting Devin Haney to get tested. I know Haney probably thinks he'll be able to make his length an issue, right? I don't think that's the case. I think the shorter man, Loma, is going to be the much more agile man. I think Haney's going to have a hard time finding Loma. Also, Loma's interesting because Loma is one of the hardest men to clinch in boxing, right? You'll notice he's moving around, then people try to clinch him, try to hold on, realize they can't. That's why you have so many guys saying, no moss, no moss, Right? I think there's going to be a time in this fight where Devin Haney is going to try to turn this into a brawl and is going to find that not only can he find Loma, but he can't clinch Loma. Loma's going to be too fast for him. I believe Loma understands that he can't make the mistake of being on his back foot like he was against Salido and against Teofimo Lopez. I like the over. I'll hedge the play with Loma simply to win because they're giving me incredibly better than two to one odds in a fight involving an opponent who has gone the distance in his last six matches. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. Tell me where I'm wrong. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. This is not to suggest that Devin Haney isn't a handful, isn't a very smooth, very slick fighter, but he's more scripted 
than Loma, right? And when you get off script and when speed and angles become an issue when one guy is less predictable than the other, that spontaneity might actually be a benefit for Loma. That's how I see it. I look forward to your comments. Thanks for stopping by.